Welcome to Wise Health for Women Radio with Linda Prater. Women are pressed daily to give more, learn more, and be more, often at the expense of mind, body, or spirit. Each week with intriguing guests and topics, we'll bring you fresh ways to view your limited time, encouraging a shift to new, healthier perspectives. Wise Health for Women Radio, helping women thrive. And now here's your host, Linda Prater. Welcome to Wise Health for Women Radio. We're delighted that you have joined us today. And we are so pleased to be able to talk about such a wide variety of topics that are important to women. It is not enough that we are eating right and exercising right and surrounding ourselves with the right people. We need to continually learn as well. And that's not always easy to do. So we are putting on some very interesting shows for you that will give you a sense of the things that you want to know, but may not know where to go to talk about them. We're talking today with Diane Pollock, who is a personal stylist in New York. And we're going to be talking about personal style. And that is... Some people have a flair for personal style and you always look at them and you think, oh, they look amazing and they carry themselves well and they develop it at an early age. And there are those that lift their heads one day and realize that they want to update, refresh or reinvent their style or, or don't even know what their style might be. And so I think to start off today, first of all, I'd like to welcome Diane Pollack. Welcome to Wise Health for Women Radio. We're glad to have you. Thank you so much. I am very happy to be here. Yeah, I am very excited about this topic because I would like you first to tell our listeners, what does a personal stylist do? Yes, well, I think a lot of people have this concept when I tell them what I do, that I'm stylist to the stars, because originally I think that is really where it came from. You had to be a celebrity with a celebrity bank account to really uh, afford personal help. And so everybody works a little bit differently. And for me, my favorite, and I think really most important thing is to work with women in their closets. I personally like to work with what women have. It's sort of like they wrote a book and it needs the fine tuning and the editing and that sort of thing. I see their personal style. I help them get rid of things that are not working for them, um, create outfits with what they have, but really uh, show them how to accessorize and, and put together things and why they work and give them guidelines, especially for those people um, that, as you mentioned, are not naturally stylish. I, you know, the guidelines are very helpful. Mm-hmm. And then suggest missing pieces. I do do the personal shopping with them or for them, but I think you really start in their closet before you go ahead and buy all these unnecessary pieces that aren't working back to what you have or are redundant. People spend lots of money. So actually utilizing a special, uh, a personal stylist can actually save you money. Uh, you don't end up with all those things, the hang tags in your closet that you're not. Oh, isn't that the truth? I mean, there are things that you'll buy thinking you'll wear them, but it doesn't really fit, but it was on sale. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Or they don't know what to wear them back to because they don't know how to stylize them. It looks like a great piece on its own. But but what do I wear with this? Do I either not own the right pieces or I just have no concept what to wear it with? Well, I think that you bring up a key point there. So if we were to say, I'm just going to ask you this question. What is style and why is it so important to self-confidence and self-esteem? Perfect, perfect question. Um, My company is Style Empower, so it is really the essence of my company. Mm -hmm. Um, So what that means is, for instance, oh, I could go off on so many different tangents. First, give out your website so they can follow along if they would like to right now. If if gentlemen, I'll give it. It's style, the letter M, power.com, stylempower.com. Or... As actually at uh, the inception of it, some people see it that way. Um, the really the way it is is the marriage of style and the word empower is in mm-hmm. there, but they're merged and they share an e. So that's another way. That's how I look at it. Okay, good. <laughs> um, and so the word empower is in there, and basically many women dress 
um, feel confident, sexy, whatever your positive word is, when they dress for a special occasion and they choose this, the perfect shoes and the hair and their makeup and they do it well, or or even just the concept of, of walking out of the hair salon and having this fabulous hair day and you're feeling confident and sexy. So if you remember a time when you dress for this special occasion or walked out of the hair salon, you probably sort of strutted yourself looked in the mirror and felt really confident and felt like you could conquer the world or felt sexy or whatever, again, your positive word is. And you held yourself in a certain way, carried yourself in a certain way. So that's good for you personally, uh, confidence, but it also radiates out to the world and other yes. people perceive you that way. So it's important in business. It's important um, you know, in dating and social life in all of those things. And um, you really can feel that way on a regular basis and not just for those special occasions. So that's why it's it's important for confidence and also for the way that people judge you, which is going to happen, unfortunately, no matter what. <laughs> it, it does. And appearance counts so much in our society. I mean, and especially for women. And when women get over 40, there's that perception that we are no longer visible we're sort of the background and that doesn't have to be that way because I, I really believe that the self-confidence that can come from just knowing that you're looking the best you can really does help in terms of how you walk, how you carry yourself. And while life is not always being dressed up for a special occasion, waking up each morning is a special occasion. <laughs> right. And even if you're throwing on jeans or whatever it is, and it's not a special dressed up occasion, you still want to look cute and feel confident in that jeans outfit. Uh, you don't want to feel like sloppy and, you know, just just gross. You want to feel confident and you can feel that confidence even every day in jeans or something that's more casual. And you bring up a very good point because I think that um, style has a pendulum swing. Um, you know, there's there's fads, there's trends, there's all kinds of things. Um, and then there are products that are created. We went into sweatpants era with the adjustable corded waistbands and the elastic and all of that. And it became casual Fridays at work. It became um, It became sloppier to be very honest. And as people decided to let go of those sorts of things, people don't look very good. If you remember how people used to fly on airplanes years and years ago, everybody was in suits or dressed nicely. And today you look like you could be painting the garage sometimes. (laughs) I think you know what I'm talking about. And so, you know, I think what you do is add a little bit of polish for people. You show them how simple it is to just step it up a notch, which will help them feel really good about themselves and also just make sure that everyone's putting their best foot forward. You're not doing it for others. You're doing it for yourself. Right. And and a combination, to tell you the truth, you know, and um, absolutely, absolutely. And you mentioned a point that I think was part of uh, your original question, but I went off. It was you asked a compound question before. I think you asked me what was style before Mm -hmm. I did going off and talking about my company. So I do want to define that style does not necessarily mean trends and it does not. It definitely does not have to be expensive to look stylish. Mm -hmm. Um, You do need a good eye. You do need or help from someone who can help you. As I mentioned, I, you know, help my clients with different guidelines so that they understand why am I putting uh, this This top has a certain neckline, so I recommend this type of necklace or the proportions of this and that. So um, there are plenty of people that don't follow trends that are extremely stylish. And also, um, it's not about buying designer clothes to, to look and feel your best. It's just about putting together the right pieces, even um, being able to choose a really inexpensive piece that's fabulous, that looks great to put back with uh, more expensive clothing and that can totally fit in and be carried off and, and look expensive. I get compliments 
all the time on extremely inexpensive pieces um, that I have mixed into my wardrobe because I know how to do it and I know how to find those items that look good in the less expensive categories. No, very, very important. And I think also I, I want to introduce here something that Confidence sometimes is also how you feel underneath all those clothing. And we have a wonderful new sponsor named Kapari, and I want to help you to flourish after 40. And this is a line of beauty products that are versatile, multitaskers, and make your life better. They're made with 100% organic coconut oil that moisturizes and hydrates your skin, smells absolutely wonderful, and are made without sulfates, silicones, GMOs, and parabens. I really love the new facial line because it makes me look forward to the morning and nighttime routines. The Kapari Coconut Cleansing Oil is infused with a light, fresh scent, washes your face gently clean and hydrates. You follow with the Coconut Rose Toner to balance the pH of your skin and minimize the appearance of pores. Then there's the wonderful light yet rich Coconut Rose Cream for your face, leaving it hydrated and with a satin glow. It's absolutely gorgeous. And then finally, you top it off with the Lip Love to give your lips long-wearing gloss and moisture. Your whole face feels fresh and new. And these are just some of my favorite Kapari products. And I've said it before, I'm a fan of them all. And we have a special offer for those listening to Wise Health for Women. So say aloha to the best skin and hair of your life with Kapari. You go to kaparibeauty.com slash wise health to get 20% off your order. That's Kopari, K-O-P-A-R-I, beauty.com forward slash wise health for 20% off. Try them. You'll be very glad you did. We're going to take a short break now and come back for more style with Diane Pollock. Stay with us. We're Wise Health for Women Radio, and we'll return after these short messages. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. The New York Times reported that the benefits of eating a solid breakfast are hard to dispute. They cited emerging research that suggests another advantage to consistently eating breakfast is a reduced risk of type 2 diabetes. A study published in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition showed that people who skipped breakfast on a regular basis had a 21% higher risk of developing diabetes. We know that those who omit breakfast suffer setbacks in memory, mood, and energy levels. And eating the all-important first meal of the day is thought to stabilize blood sugar throughout the day. So choose a healthy and nutritious breakfast to start your day and to decrease your risk of developing type 2 diabetes. I'm Annette Hammond. To hear other fitness and weight loss tips, visit our website at AnnetteHammond.com. Welcome back to Wise Health for Women Radio. And Diane, I've got a a personal story to share. I'm sure it's not just me that goes through these things. I had had my children and I was walking past a, you know, a window. I was on a street sidewalk uh, where there were shops and things. I'm looking in the window and I'm not really thinking much at reflections. And I look by and I'm thinking, oh, that person just looks really tired. (laughs) Yeah. And then about three stores later, down half a block, I realized that person was me and I looked tired. I looked flat. I looked um, disheartened. I didn't have self-confidence. I was burned out from being a young mom and work and, and the whole shebang that everyone has. And I realized I hadn't changed the way I dressed forever. So Call it mom jeans, call it whatever it is. I I remember that I mentioned this to my aunt, who was the sweetest thing in the whole wide world, who took me to a store and said, we need to buy you an outfit that reflects the fine, polished young woman that you really are, because you're not just a mom. And so I think as we age, 
we we don't sometimes realize because we are so darn busy how we've gotten into a style rut. And I've never had a problem since that day because I realized it was important to self-esteem and self-confidence and carrying yourself. But boy, that was an eye-opener for me. Yeah, absolutely. That is definitely not an exclusive story to you. And I think the uh, young children compound that. A lot of uh, new moms do get stuck in that. And obviously, they prioritize uh, what their children's needs are, and they're just busy and frazzled. Absolutely. So that is absolutely one of the things uh, I work with um, a lot of women that have transitioned in different phases of their lives and really need a new wardrobe to reflect that and that can get dressed easily. So mm-hmm. whether it's, it's, it's the, you know, running around with the kids or um, going to the office and just having to get up and, and know that something looks good, bim, bam, boom, it's together. It's a great outfit, mm-hmm. but all different, or, you know, people that get promotions and need to up level their look. Uh, that's another thing. And then, and then the moms that then go back into the workforce. Right. I had uh, a client who was a former accountant, had been out of the workforce for a long time raising her children, and came back. And I looked in her closet, and it was all of these crepe suits from the <laughs> And people, as we talked right. about the workforce becoming more casualized and, you know, office casual. This isn't what accountants are wearing anymore. And even if they were wearing these suits, um, I mean, maybe some accountants that are very formal are, but not all of them. Even if they were wearing these suits, they're so dated that she really just, um, it was, it was time to, to, to refresh. (laughs) It's true. And, And when you're working with people, do you have ways to, sort of evaluate that closet that you mentioned before, things that you take a look at that they have and styles that flatter them and their body types. I'll give you another life, real life example. Um, when my daughter was in her late teens and early 20s, all her friends were tall and willowy. And she and I are both less than five feet tall and petite. And so styles that worked on them did not work on us. And and that was a time where I was very confident in my style at that point and said, you have to embrace who you are and what looks good on you. And how do you address that? Because some people have in their mind's eye that this is what they want or they have a body shape or style or height that doesn't work with that. Um, it's real. And, and I'll, I'll give you the third example. Someone who has lost a great deal of weight, but in their mind's eye is still that other person. Right. How do you address those things? Right. So again, this question, I want to go off in so many different directions. <laughs> Sorry about that. It was a compound you. sentence. You're right. <laughs> So, um, first I'll add that I myself am 5'1 and petite. And actually, if you go to my website, I have a whole petite page where I help specialize with petite women who do have these issues. Uh, That's number one. Um, Number two is a whole conversation, uh, is a combination of, yes, dressing for your body type. There's always, everyone's got an asset that they can show off. Um, even if, if you're, um, you know, extra large and round, there's always something and maybe it's your face and maybe you want to wear, um, accessories and, and items of clothing, a great necklace that draws attention to your face or colors or a scarf or something like that. So there's always a way to, uh, a dress for your body type that we can draw attention to. And then a whole other conversation about dressing for your authentic self, because even if something is trendy, um, it might not resonate with you or be flattering to you. Mm-hmm. So um, there's there's all different ways, but you do have to take into account personal style, um, personal authentic self, um, and and your body type, and um, and and touching a little bit on the combination of that. I will say, as I mentioned, I'm I'm a petite woman, and um, I wear things. And can carry off things that I would not recommend to other petite women. I break a lot of the rules. And I can do it because it works for me and because mm-hmm. I can carry it. I wear 
I love big, bold jewelry. My hair is super long. I wear um, bold prints. And somehow I carry it off because that is my authentic self. And it works for me. And I also do understand proportions. Um, so, but, but most of my clients who need um, more help in style and aren't that big, bold fashion personality, I would not recommend those things for. Mm-hmm. So um, that sort of little. What do you of- look for when you're looking for what flatters someone? So do, does someone um, try on their clothes for you? Do you evaluate necklines and hemlines and uh, pants styles, etc.? I mean, how do you talk about what flatters someone? Is it how they present themselves when they're wearing those things? Because it's not just clothing. It's how you wear that clothing. And as you just said, you can break the quote rules, if there really are any, um, because you can carry it off. So how do you blend that confidence along with the actual clothing? Or accessories. Okay, again, um, many compound questions. So first, the basic is dressing for your body type. So most all women, unless you're a supermodel, most all women have some area that they don't love. And believe me, even um, I have talked to clients who I think, my God, you know, she's skinny. She's got these long, fabulous legs that I would love. And you think, oh, everything's going to look great on them. And guess what? Hiding under there is maybe their little pooch of a stomach from when they had kids, but you're not really noticing it because they're dressing to disguise it. Mm -hmm. So even a lot of the women that you think think or or myself you know I have a particular area that I don't like but most people think oh you look great in clothes because I purposely dress to disguise that so um there is a let's find out the area that you're less confident about and Mm. we are going to disguise it based on um you know the dressing for your body type and with that we like to highlight the area and draw attention to the areas that you love Um, and you know, for instance, as an example, a trend right now is tons of off the shoulder and what's called cold shoulder where there's cutouts on shoulders. Right. If you're, you're less happy with your overall body right now, maybe you feel like you're big all over, big and round, show off those shoulders if you want, because, you know, I don't think anybody has heavy shoulders. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. And, um, so, so. One part of the question is dressing for your body type, and it's about camouflaging the not-so-good areas in a, in a nutshell. Obviously, it's much more complicated than this, and highlighting the other areas. Um, and another part, obviously, um, is color. Mm. What colors make you radiate, uh, you know, that, that look good on you? And then, of course, it's what feels good on you. So, for instance, I prefer pants as opposed to dresses, um, but I like dresses for certain occasions. But for every day, not so much. So everybody's got their own little details. And, yes, when I am with clients in their closet, they do try on items for me. So it's a combination of knowing their body type, knowing what their likes and dislikes are, and then um, trying on the items and working from there. I love the way you enhance the points that they already feel good about. And then I'm guessing that you also challenge them with a couple of other things that them to begin to think in a different way to enhance their overall style. And I, I would really like to get into talking about age appropriate dressing because how many times on social media do you read when the age to stop wearing heels or uh, at a certain age, you're not supposed to do X? Now, I, I will go to the flip side of that pendulum and say, just because you can wear something doesn't mean you should wear something. So I, I think that there are two different uh, extremes about that. But you want to feel empowered and confident and uh, sexy, attractive. You know, pick your word, as you put it earlier. And dressing for your authentic self very important, but also is feeling really good when you put something on. It, it just gives you an extra spring in your step. Wise health is in our name. And as wise women, our bodies matter to us. We care about what we eat each month. And isn't that also true of what we use for feminine care? 
Lola is feminine care developed by women for women, made of 100% organic cotton with no added chemicals, fragrances, synthetics, or dyes. You can custom order your perfect mix of tampons, pads, and liners and flexibly subscribe to have them delivered to your door each month. Skip an order or modify your subscription anytime since Lola prides themselves on no surprises. I'm a big proponent of natural fibers, and these products are convenient and comfortable. Best of all, you can customize as needs change, and I'm glad my daughter also has this healthier option. It works for us, and we're fans. For 60% off your first order, visit MyLola.com and enter code WISEHEALTH when you subscribe. I love the convenience of Lola Feminine products, and know you will too. That's 60% off your first order at MyLola.com and use code WISEHEALTH. Buy women for women. I get this question all the time about age appropriate, and right now I am about to bash a big famous magazine. Harper's Bazaar magazine <laughs> has a, I can't stand this. I can't believe that it's not antiquated. They have a section that says, you know, what to wear in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. Right. Sometimes I look at the outfits for the 60-year-olds and prefer them much to the 20-year-olds. And why is that? It's because they have chosen a certain category and style. So, for instance, I, I don't dress like floral and feminine, and perhaps in my age group, or classic. So perhaps in my age group, they have chosen something that's floral or feminine or classic. That doesn't work for me. But they might give the 60-year-old some some edgier look with black with silver studs, and that works more for me. So what does that have to do with age-appropriate? Nothing. Perfect time for us to take a break, and we'll come back, and we will talk about that further after our break. You're listening to Wise Health for Women Radio, and we will be back right after these messages. We're Wise Health for Women Radio, and we'll return after these short messages. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Looking younger and feeling younger seems to be a top priority of countless Americans. There are several age-defying creams and lotions to help you feel and look younger. But the best and easiest way to look and feel more youthful is to lose weight. If you are carrying around extra weight, whether it's 10 pounds or 100 pounds, the preeminent way to look younger is to lose that weight and to live an active life. Walking around with that excess weight not only adds years of wear and tear to you, it also decreases your energy level, so you act older. By getting rid of that weight, you put bounce back in your step and feel and look so much better. It's not all about how you look either. The most important aspect is that you improve your health and live a healthy life. So if you're searching for ways to look younger, don't head for the plastic surgeon's office. Head for the gym instead. Welcome back. We're talking today to Diane Pollack, a personal stylist and owner of styleempower.com. And we were talking before the break about age appropriate. We were talking about two extremes where you were either listening to every cyber trend that you were hearing of what to wear at a certain age, um, or you were paying zero attention to it and you were wearing something that was better suited to teenagers. I'll give you an example. When my daughter was in high school, she came home one day and she just said, you know, I want to tell you thank you. I think this is my teenage daughter who got into her. But I, she said, and I said, for what? She goes, thank you for not dressing like you're 20 years old anymore. She goes, some of the moms are, and it looks really weird. And so I, I took that as a compliment, sort of a backhand compliment. But I think it is true. Sometimes because you can fit into something, you're still wearing something that you should not be. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. So let's talk about both of those extremes and and how own what you wear as opposed to listening to all of the drivel that gets out on social media. Right, absolutely. So I am a big fan of 
Um, first of all, as far as age appropriate, if you follow trends and you and you are a trendy person, I am a big fan, and I think that there is no cutoff. If you like to follow trends and be trendy, there is absolutely no cutoff to that, and I think that that helps you actually look younger. However, um, within different categories, what I like to say is that you want to wear a sophisticated version of items. So mm. you're a teenager or a 20-something, maybe wearing a mini skirt and it's really up super, super, super short. If you have fabulous legs, um, at whatever age that may be, thank you, Tina Turner. Yes. Um, <laughs> you're not going to be wearing it up to your you-know-what. You can still show your knees, but you want a more um, sophisticated version of what's still considered a mini skirt if it's above your knees. A mm -hmm. uh, further example I like to use is I like to follow trendy colors in nail polishes. So I love, and, and by the way, I am going to soon be 49, um, and I like to wear blues and green nail polishes. I okay. do not like when they are bright poppy colors, neon green, bright green. I think they look really young. But you can still be trendy. I wear grayed down versions. I wear sage and khaki and gray blues. And they still mm -hmm. look super trendy, but they don't look beboppy. Mm -hmm. So a sophisticated version. And then the other thing is, um, you know, bikinis. There's, there's no age. If you look good in it, flaunt it. Uh, long hair, same thing. I think it's just a matter of uh, not looking. Uh, you don't want clothes that look cheap, and you don't want clothes that are overtly too sexy, showing off something that you don't really have to to show off anymore. So uh, it's 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 a combination, but you can definitely be uh, trendy and sexy at any age. Uh, as long as you do it with a uh, sophisticated. You, you bring up a very good point because I have a lovely dear friend and she's an American citizen now, but was raised and spent most of her life in Paris. And she has that inimitable French woman style, no matter what she wears. It is simple pieces. It is elegant. And she always looks amazing she may have on a piece of statement jewelry and and yet you take a look and you would say i would never think to that that would look as good as it does it's usually slightly understated but it is as you said sophisticated or i would use the word elegant um or feminine not not feminine so much as empowered she truly just looks like an amazing woman that you would want to get to know and it's it's just a, a wonderful example because I, I put it through my filter <laughs> when I'm going out I put it through my filter of you know what would she wear and how would that look because I, I think it was it's something that I like to measure that against just as I am I too much because I think that's the other thing that comes with age are you are you wearing too much you talked about accessories before and accessories can make you or break you in terms of looking like you're too much or overwhelmed by the clothing or the accessories that you're adding but what are the things that you would do and let's talk first about every day what would you do to accessorize if you're just having a casual day, uh, whether it's a, a Saturday, not a day you're going out gardening, I'm not talking about that, but a, a day where you're going to go, I don't know, to a park or to meet friends and you want to feel good about yourself, but it's quote casual. Okay, so, well, first of all, you're casual. You've got to start with your basics. I mean, if you're putting on a pair of jeans or, or pants or something, you want to make sure that it's a great pair of jeans or whatever you're putting on that you actually love that piece. Because if you're not starting with pieces that you love, it's not going to work. Uh, the other thing um, I think a really uh, good thing to go by is something called the three-piece rule. Okay. So, for instance, I mean, I like things with quote-unquote bells and whistles that have interesting patterns and sleeves and all that. But there's lots of people that own a lot of basic clothing. 
So if you have a basic top and a basic bottom, solids, no particular fancy styling, you want to add a third piece to it to sort of bring it all together and make Mm -hmm. it look styled. Mm -hmm. So that piece could be a piece of clothing, a jacket, a cardigan, a vest, or it could be an accessory and maybe it's a a casual necklace, a hat, a scarf, something that that brings it all together. And again, even if your cardigan or, or third piece is just sort of a plain solid, you can actually still add a fourth piece. So maybe you want that cardigan and then you also want a a great scarf or something like that. So it's just that little extra bit that's going to go from that plain or, as I say, fine to fabulous. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Fine to fabulous. But you're, you're very smart in talking about three pieces because I think that some people get into the more is better. And, okay, um, scarves are in style, so I'm going to loop this scarf around my neck. Well, you've already have two or three or four layers on, and now it's too much or it overwhelms you. And so I, how often do you find that you're pairing back a client um, as opposed to adding? What, what is the proportion? Do you add to more or do are you pairing back? Okay. 50-50? Yeah, usually I'm helping, I'm adding. Usually people need help accessorizing. They're not taking the time or effort or knowledge to know. They need a little bit of effort. Mm -hmm. However, I do have a good general guideline when we talk about the guidelines that I teach my clients. One good guideline to remember is that like items can be stacked. Um, And not all of them because every accessory is different. But as a general rule, you've seen a bunch of rings stacked. You've seen Mm -hmm. great stacked and right now it's very trendy to stack necklaces they're usually fine and delicate necklaces um you don't want to where you're over accessorizing is if something is a statement piece so if you are wearing a statement necklace you don't want to um pile on more necklaces and you certainly don't want to be wearing statement earrings they're sitting right next to each other and they may compete especially also sometimes people are wearing uh, glasses that don't sort of blend in so glasses earrings necklace everything around your face but in different areas can compete whereas the stacked bracelets will work together the stacked rings will work together assuming that they are the right pieces to work together Mm -hmm. so um, statement pieces don't get accessorized and just be careful of that another area that I've seen people do, um, I've even seen stylists do, but to me, I feel like there's a big conflict, is when you have a long necklace that that is somewhat statement-like, and you have a belt that has a big buckle, Mm. like it draws your eye both vertically and horizontally, and the two pieces are competing right around your belly or, you know, in that area. Uh, For so, So, again, when you're wearing things in... In two different places that are near each other, they can compete. So I'll tell you what I do for the belt thing is I turn the buckle to the back. Okay. That's one way to do that. Or you could blouse out your, your top or wear it over um, the waist. But, you know, sometimes the buckle is a statement on its own. And sometimes it's very clean and it doesn't compete. Mm-hmm. Um, it depends. But sometimes people um, have, have too much going on there. Makes total sense. So when you're looking to get dressed each day, what are some of the factors that go into deciding what I will wear each day? And we're coming up on a break, but we'll continue it afterward if we still have more to talk about. We're Wise Health for Women Radio, and we'll return after these short messages. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. It's baseball season, and many people are thinking about hot dogs. New research published in the journal Circulation found that eating one serving of processed meat a day was associated with a 42% higher risk of heart disease and a 19% increased risk of diabetes. Processed meats include hot dogs, bacon, deli meat, sausage, and salami. The culprit isn't just the saturated fat or cholesterol, it's the levels of sodium and chemical preservatives. Processed meats have about four times more sodium and 50% more nitrate preservatives than unprocessed meats. These new findings are another reason to limit your intake of meat, especially processed meats. 
keeping your diet mainly full of vegetables, fruit, and whole grains will help you keep your weight down and your body healthy. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. We're back here talking with Diane Pollack, personal stylist today, and we are going to talk about what are the three factors that go into deciding what you want to wear every day. Yes. So every day when you get up, you have to think about what is the weather that day? Because perhaps, you know, if it's raining, you don't want to wear your nice shoes or it's cold out and you need the proper jacket to wear over it. So you have to always keep the weather into account. Uh, you have to keep what are the events that you're doing to that going to that day. Perhaps you're going to work and you're going to an um, event after and you might need some item that transitions or you want to look really good for that event after. So you need to think about a really great work outfit. And finally, it's your mood. I mean, I know it is for me sometimes, um, and I'm curious to, to wonder if other people feel this way too, but sometimes there are things that are perfectly appropriate for the weather and that event. But I'm still looking in my closet thinking, it's not hitting me right. And right. then all of a sudden I see something and I'm like, that's the outfit for today. And it just clicks. And maybe, I don't know, maybe because that's my business and I love that. But uh, it really, some of them, I just have like this gut instinct and mood that that's what I feel like wearing that day. Well, I, well then if you have it, so do I. Oh, because God. years ago, I, I used to set out my clothes for work the night before. It just helped with the routine in the morning. I don't do that anymore because I do want to put on something that will make me feel good about that day and I think what goes on underneath your clothes what is uh, your coat you're going to be wearing all of these factors do make a difference in in what you choose so I'm, I'm really intrigued that you talked about the weather because I think it's very important I have a tendency on gray days to wear the brightest colors because mm. it tends to counterbalance that for me the events are kind of obvious but choosing what you want to wear um or mixing it up in a different way can really keep your day starting on a positive note. Is that possible? Yes, absolutely. I mean, that whole empowering factor. And as you said, you know, you use bright colors to, to perk you up. So definitely, mm -hmm. definitely. And you actually reminded me of another thing that I do that I didn't realize until somebody complimented me on it. But I went to an event on a rainy day and uh, they complimented my shoes and I realized that I work from, on a rainy day, I work from the shoes backwards. So I have to think about what shoes can I wear in the rain? And then mm. I think about what outfits will look good with those shoes. Because if you're going to wear those shoes back to a favorite outfit and they don't work together, it's not going to work. So I, I work from the shoes up on a rainy day. I, I tend to work on the shoes, you know, in the, it's funny because sometimes I'll say, I, I want to wear those boots today. And I, I will do that too. Oh, that's funny. I'm glad to know that I'm not the only person doing that. So there are certain things that we need to follow um, at, at work. There are certain cultures that you have to dress for, etc. And at home and casually, we can be different. I imagine though you tell and, and share and support women being able to express their personal style. And I imagine this evolves as they gain confidence in what you have taught them. And so when someone's coming back to you, you know, for I'll call it a refresher, or a, a just a reinvention again, um, how much does that factor in? Do you see confidence grow as they become more comfortable in wearing the things that you've suggested that Pieces have become more routine, that they know what they look good in and they feel good. And that empowerment piece has grown. Right. Uh, you, you said a bunch of things that I'm not quite sure where the question came in. <laughs> All right. So the question really is, do people evolve in a, in a, in a forward linear manner? I'm sure this is not a yes, no question, but when someone is getting help from you, um, do you find that the first step is the, the first evaluation? And then are, are most people good from there 
and can do it on their own because they'd gained enough empowerment and confidence to go forward? Or do you find that there are those who will come back periodically and say, "Mm, I need a refresh? Yes, I think people are different people are at different levels. I actually have this fabulous blog where I compare um, people and and how trendy they are and, and when trends die based on iPhones. And, you know, the iPhone 7 is the trendiest person. And then the (laughs) Okay. So basically, um, people are on different levels as far as their style and their needs. So I I cater to that. And some people, they get the guidelines and they're good to go. And a lot of my clients do like to do shopping on their own. They don't always make the best choices. um, But, you know, it's things that, that work for them. And then other people really need their hand held all the way, all the time, on a regular basis, want constant help with shopping, with closet. So the guidelines can help them uh, with, you know, future things, but they still want a little bit more more help with their style. Yeah, absolutely. So we talked before the show, and you talked about there are three things to do to instantly feel empowered or more confident or sexy. What are they? Yes. So especially, this is really, I mean, it's helpful for anything, but it's really helpful, say, if you're leaving the office and you're um, going out on a date or you have a big event or meeting or whatever it is. So uh, number one is um, pop on some fresh lipstick. I want to say bold lipstick, although not everybody, uh, you know, wears bold lipstick, but, you know, at least a little refresher on the lips, uh, you know, and perk up of the makeup can be empowering. Heels, uh, again, everybody has their different height of heel and what is comfortable. But just the next level up from where you are, um, when a woman wears heels, she carries herself in a much more comfortable and confident way. So if you can uh, wear heels, the popping on the heel is definitely a confidence booster. And then finally, a little spritz of perfume. Uh, it sets the mood. You know, there's um, the whole uh, idea of, of the senses and your mind combination and that sort of thing. So that it helps you feel sexy and confident and kind of put together. It's sort of the finishing touch on your whole look. Very simple things to do. And, and yet... I, I think that that comes back to women you know, being so busy that they may not think of those pieces of self-care because that's really what those are. That is, here are three steps to make me feel better and, and I'm going to feel more confident and empowered and sexy and fun. And, and that's really, those are simple things to Excellent, excellent. I, so if you had more to share that we have, I haven't asked you a direct question about, Talk to me about comfort, and while you may choose what makes you feel sexy, etc., feeling comfortable in it, being able to move in it, will also come across. So we have just a, a little bit of time left. Let's talk about the fact that whatever you style you choose to wear, make sure you can carry it off. Yes, absolutely, and that's actually one of the the. I go into a much bigger version of this when I talk to women that are going on dates. Um, because if you are um, physically uncomfortable and preoccupied with adjusting something that's falling down or, it's, <laughs> you know, tight or itchy or whatever it is, you, you know, you're, you're not being mindful of what is going on now. You're just preoccupied. So that does not help with confidence. And even if it's, it's you know, and I, I like to say even those killer heels that look fabulous killer, if they're killer on your feet, uh there, you know, you're not going to be a, a happy person and, and able to do whatever you wanted to do. So uh, comfort is essential, too. It, it really is. And I, I, I think that um, we've all been there where there you, you just described it. A strap is slipping. A, a pantyhose is, has a run in it. You know, there's just something that has made you very uncomfortable. And so having it work for you is one thing. Um, but it's even interesting to watch that those who feel comfortable in what they're in, even if there's something that is a little bit off, if they're normally confident because they feel comfortable about their style now, they can carry it off. So the, the tips that you're giving are helpful because 
even when things are not 100% right, if you feel good about how you started out, you can probably carry it through uh, with a little bit of a sense of humor. And again, that's the self-confidence and the self-esteem. And so tell us again how we can find out more information about you and your work. What's the website? Yeah. So it is styleempower.com, S-T-Y-L-E-M-P-O-W-E-R.com. Again, it's the word style and empower with one E, all one word. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, definitely check it out. I have a find to fab page on there. Um and also, I, I wanted to give a little offer if anybody wanted to speak to me privately and separately and had individual personal questions that they wanted to ask about their style, uh, you can certainly com- uh, contact me. It, all my contact information is on the website, or it's Diane, D-I-A-N-E, at styleempower.com, and I'd be happy to set up a complimentary consultation with you where we can talk about your personal style needs. That's perfect. That is such a generous offer. That is is empower.com. And, you know, Diane, thank you so much for sharing all of this wisdom with us. I know we went all around the board in terms of comments and where we were going, But style is important to self-confidence and self-esteem and feeling good about ourselves. And women deserve to feel really good about themselves because we contribute an awful lot to the world. And it's time that we spent a little bit of time on ourselves to feel that way. So thank you for your time today. Absolutely. It was a lot of fun chatting about what I love to talk about best. (laughs) Well, that's always for the perfect dialogue. Thank you so much. And if you like this show and you want to hear more, go to wisehealthforwomenradio.com and you'll see many more shows of all different types of topics because we care about helping women thrive. Thank you for listening today and come back next week for another terrific show. Make it a great week. Thank you for tuning in today. You can find more shows at wisehealthforwomenradio.com.